Okay, welcome back to Creative Maestro, guys. This is the show that is designed to inspire. So thank you for joining us. We have a very special episode. We are joined by two filmmakers of esteem, let's say, swag, let's say. I, I just love it. I'm going to learn a lot. You guys are going to learn a lot in this conversation. It's going to be great. Aaron and Kara, thank you so much for joining us. And I had the fortune to be invited to Aaron's film screening last night. Well, excuse me, focus group. Mm -hmm. Massive difference. I learned the difference. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to a screening. No. And Kara was like, uh, no, guys, this is, a, <laughs> this is a focus group. Mm -hmm. get, get it correct, which is a massive difference. And someone who's very interested in marketing and advertising, I was thrilled to go. So thank you for inviting me. A very powerful film. And how does it feel the night after or the day after? Oh, man. Great question. I just I just started it. So uh, I haven't I haven't Karen knows this. I'm obsessive. I'm obsessed to spend time with the questionnaires, but I have not yet. Oh. I'm getting a lot of like the feedback is, you know, do it when you can just really sit and stare. But I'm obsessed in my mind. That's just all I want to do right now mm -hmm. is to like rifle through everything. So how do I feel the day after? I feel so grateful that you like came. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much to make such an important, like it's, it's really important to get your feedback and you take it very seriously. I really appreciate that. It was a lot of fun. And for you, how does it feel for you being a part of the, the whole production? Yeah, I mean, Erin uh, and I have known each other for about 15 years, <laughs> um, actually. So it's just so um, amazing for me to just like see us both on our journeys and be able to work together as adults on really important projects. And I'm just really grateful when Erin approached me this summer to work on her film, you know, she said like, you are the person I want for this job. I know you can do it. I trust you. It's a very vulnerable project. So to have a crew that you trust, um, a crew that you know, um, to be with you during those difficult moments while we're filming is super important. So I just was really grateful and honored to be included in that. And, um, yeah, and I helped, you know, I set up the food table and like led the, the questionnaire afterward. And it's just Expertly. like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. But yeah, it yeah. was just an honor to be part of the production for and sure. Kara acted right as assistant director on the film. So that's usually somebody that's in charge of the timetable and like making sure everything goes smoothly on the ah. day. But she did far more than that like far and exceeded like she's my yeah she was lady. she was the hostess she did the intro you know what i mean like yeah. she did everything all yeah. sorts right she's like the face and living breathing heart yeah <laughs> y'all yeah so <laughs> and again I'll, again the whole time i was learning from both of you guys so there's a massive importance of having your you know first in command right because it's similar to so i used to play sports growing up so it's similar to having a coach and then an assistant coach. Mm -hmm. So you're not just there to, you know, for decoration. You're actually, it's very important. So I would equate it between like being, like you being Kirk and that's Spock, right? Like it's that important. Like you, it's one, two, right? I actually haven't seen Spock. Yeah, I think we, the, <laughs> the, reference, the reference goes over I our get heads. the reference. Like I definitely heard those But I understand before. the value, for yeah. sure. <laughs> We're both like. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> like if, yeah, I like could, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, symbiotic for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, you know, if I may speak to this, you know, Aaron's job on that day is to direct her vision and, and have her vision come to life and work closely with the actors to to make sure that everyone's on the same page and and you know giving the performances that is needed for the project. And so, you know, my role is to 
yeah, make sure we're sticking to the schedule and making sure we're getting everything that Erin needs um, so that she can focus on more of the creative aspect. The execute, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I can have so much that I want to say and all my collaborators know what the vision is going into the project. Like we've, I, I love it. I secretly love it when people with actors and they're on set and they go, oh, they're just they're so good. They're so natural. It's like we've spent months on this. Yes, mm. nice. we've rehearsed. Like, mm. of course, of course. <laughs> like we've, you know, it's like they didn't just show up today with lines. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's so much work before. But everybody shows up that day, and then to make sure that it's executed, it's like I can have the ideas and alterations in my mind, but I can't talk to everyone at once. But if Karen and I share a brain, everybody can be accommodated or questions and concerns. I mean, how many problems did you probably field and solve before I, I even remember, knew about it? But yeah. I know there was like a data issue where they're like, oh, oh this yeah. is And I didn't know until it was fixed. And I was like, great. Good job, crew. That's excellent. A group, wonderful execution. Because you don't, there's so much, there's so, especially with this film, like the, what I needed from the actors is so sincere and vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, it's important. Like, it's amazing. I, to Kara's point, I did, I was very selective with the people that I involved in the project. I was like, only writer dies really invited in the room. This is like the scariest thing I've ever done. So I just want people that I love and love me to create this together. So, and they did an expert, obviously they did, a, I think, a beautiful job executing the look and like, wow, uh, I'm really, really pleased with, with how it all turned out. But to know what is my problem or what is not my problem is a very loving thing for your crew to give you too. It's true. And you could tell by the both actors' performances is that was very powerful. You could tell they worked on that a lot. Yeah, we choreographed actually. Oh, so my stunt coordinator, Zach Huber, he's so good. Such a good guy. Um, he, I met him on a feature film that I worked on actually. Um, mm. That with, with James was on that too. We were part of the camera mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Zach is an incredible stunt coordinator. And we blocked out the assault or the sex scene, let's call it, uh, to a T and rehearsed that a lot between the two days that we were in that space. We like rehearsed it in the space with it. And we like went over, how does it look on camera? Okay, well we need to adjust this, that and the other. And he was so professional. And that was a really important collaboration for me too, was who is gonna help me direct this like intimate scene. Right. You know, how do we get across what we're trying to get across and make sure that it's safe and everybody feels safe. Everybody was wearing like guards and second skin and stuff. Right. And at first my actors were like, oh, we don't need it. I'm like, I need you to wear it because I need you to not be afraid to touch each other. And right. if you're not wearing a guard, you're going to be afraid to touch. You're, like, we're going to feel that. And so. it's not going to be believable completely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Zach was really hugely integral to how that was going to be executed. Like, how, how are we going to have him and I and, and the two of them create something that's very believably, you know, sex that only one person wants to have. Right. And then from what I've observed, I was very impressed by the camera angles and the the sound score because I love film scores myself. So I, a lot a lot of my music on title is completely film scores. So, cool. Absolutely. So I've been listening to them since I was like young. So all the way since I was at least eight. So I've always been having that let's say filmmaker brain in the background. So I can't wait to get started with that. However, again, the film excuse me these scenes and the the camera angles for each scene and how it that builds the tension. Brilliant. Love that. Oh. Wow, thanks. We actually divided them into um, different. It's funny that you say each scene because it is, it is like one. We could call it two scenes, but we did break it down depending on their 
blocking right. we did treat it like they were different scenes it's really interesting that you say that hmm. and i want to give a huge shout out to my sound studio the sound designers on the film pulsar studio house they're in based in portugal they found our film whoa said yeah they just like reached out to us and we're like we think your project has a lot you know to say we would want to be a part of it that's awesome and i've never had a more fun experience in sound design than working with these guys they're incredible that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how deeply creative it could be. Like they actually pulled from the Godfather. That was their inspiration for the train. It was like, there's this part where Michael has, he's like about to make his first kill and he's in the bathroom grabbing the gun and a train goes by. I that was their inspiration for using a train in the sequence at all. And that's like a deep, it's a deep part of the story. I think it does similar to the Godfather. I think it does take a lot of, let's say, attention away from the scene but in a good way because it's kind of like you kind of have to be there with the character and have them feel isolated so the train going by just means like oh it's just another regular day no one's really going to be paying attention to you trains are going by people are walking their dogs you know this is happening no one else knows this is that type of thing yeah that's exciting i'm, I'm still in like such feedback mode I'm just, yeah nice. nice thanks interesting and then I'm just very fascinated. How does the screenwriters work with the director? Did you write mm. it as well? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, so this is the first film that I've directed that I've also written. I've mm. only thanks. Uh, I've only directed other people's writing for my whole career until this project. Okay. Yeah. So to answer your question, how do they work together? Every relationship. It's so funny. When I was in film school, I wanted to direct my senior thesis, if you will, project because I really wanted to be a DP and I thought if I direct it, then I'll learn what does a DP need out of their director. Um, totally amateur question. What does DP mean? Oh, director <laughs> of photography. That's very important. Oh, yeah. Okay. Director of photography. That's a great question. I just be not so ambiguous, but, um, so let's see. Right. So I was like, Oh, like I want to be a professional director of photographer. So I better learn how, like what a director needs from him. I learned not only did I fall in love with directing by accident, but I learned that it does not, really work that way that every relationship is different and actually some of my earliest projects I learned that I have to talk about like okay so where does my job end and yours begin because right. you could have it in your mind and never communicate that I co-directed my first project ever it was a co-directed feature and I thought oh sweet like we're sharing roles it's like actually it's twice the work because you have to be inside of each other's heads all the time it's a lot more work than you think and that taught me a lot about being able to communicate. Oh, so what exactly, what do you, th where do you th see me stepping in? And where do I see you stepping in? You have to talk about that with your collaborators. So with a writer, for example, it's like, I actually uh, started taking writing classes after I learned in the edit, like I would work on a project for a year and then in the edit I would see a problem. And I'd say like, oh wow, that's really interesting. Like how do we fix it? And you can't, you've already shot it. So I thought, let me learn how to write so that I can like see these in advance you know, like opportunities that you can tighten something up or you have to give deliver information. That's what the focus group is about, is like, are we telling the story we mean to tell? Because everybody has a great story in their head. But did we communicate it to you the way that we see it? If not, let's tweak it. Yeah, different perspective. That makes sense. And for Kara, I'm actually very insanely curious for you. Because again, as an assistant director, mm -hmm. it, for me, it sounds like you're doing a lot of things that have to do with production like I feel like you would totally get an EP credit on <laughs> yeah. something like this because like literally putting out fires and then you know resurrecting the building at yeah. the same time yeah um 
That's interesting because when I, like, sometimes people will ask me, because I'm a TV producer is, is my main Ooh. gig, so sometimes people will ask me, well, what does that mean to be a TV producer? And I'm honestly like, it can mean whatever you want it to mean, <laughs> depending on the project that you're working on. Um, but I mean, I am more than thrilled to have the first AD credit. I mean, uh, when I work on sets as a production assistant, that's part of the AD track. So, you know, AD is really like the top of that track. Um, and so they're the boss. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're yeah. kind of, in, in some you ways, the they kind of, yeah, they're, they're more of a boss than the director sometimes. Uh, always. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll <laughs> confirm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, oh, this, I just remembered. So the very first project I, I was the AD for was years ago. Um, it was a graduate, um, I think it was a graduate thesis film at Temple um, that I just, you know, applied for and, and got the job to, to be the AD on that. And um, that was also like a one day shoot that took place in one room. That's interesting. Um, but that was my first time really ADing and it was like totally mind blowing and amazing for me to like really get in on the script and dissect, you know, all the shots that we need and what's the best way to shoot this. And I just remember um, the director lovely person. She said um, that day something like, if uh, if the director doesn't hate the AD a little bit by the time the shoot's <laughs> over, the AD didn't do their job well <laughs> or something uh, that's like awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, true. Yeah, right. <laughs> because yeah. you have to have those conversations sometimes with the, like we've had, we had conversations like that on set. You know, oh, I yeah. want to make sure that you're, you know, Aaron would say like, well, we're just gonna, we're not gonna shoot these four shots. And I'm like, want to make sure that that is that you're going to be able to achieve your vision. But then if Aaron says, yeah, that's, that's what I need, then I trust Aaron, you know, okay. it's a relationship on trust. So, you know, my job is to make sure that we're getting what we need, but also trusting the director to know that they know what we can add and take away on the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first ID kind of, kind of does a lot of stuff. And so like, much. my favorite part of, I mean, I love so much of it, but like definitely one of my favorite parts is just the, um, I feel like, you know, I, I was kind of the glue on the set of like yeah. bringing all the departments together and just making sure that everyone had the information that they needed at the top of each take. And, you know, everyone knew if they had questions about anything, they could come to me. So, um, that's yeah. very important. I mean, <laughs> that is literally the glue, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you would be the captain of the team, right? Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no doubt. <laughs> Co-captains, but yeah. No, for sure. I, was, I, I didn't want to cut you off. I was going to say your favorite part of the day was the dancing. We did a lot of dancing yeah. on set for like such a glam film. Yeah. It's very fun. I was trying so. to, I don't remember like who started up all, I mean, I think I was just dancing all day. We just natively do, yeah. Kara. I think that's what right? we do I'm when we're constantly together. constantly dancing. Yeah. Um, Likewise. Yeah. It's, it's dancing and sing talking is yep. kind of, that's, it's, yeah. And uh, you know, you just learned that I burp a lot. So yeah. I, there was, was plenty that of that happening. That was yeah. happening. But and it's like, Emily, our amazing sound yes. recordist, is called Kara the burpiest person she knows. <laughs> yes. Because um, she has the ears on. She's mm -hmm. like, I, she could catch every lovely one of them. Yeah. But to your point, I mean, it, it was a, it, there's tough content in the film. So I was, I mean, I probably would have done this regardless of the content, but it's like, I just want to make sure everyone's like happy and like, feeling good while we're filming this. Absolutely. So like if I look ridiculous burping and singing at people and dancing around, great. Like people can laugh at me and have a great time and I'm, I'm happy about that, so. That's great culture to have on set. It actually reminds me a lot of Christopher Nolan, who's my favorite director Ooh. right now. We're gonna get into your favorite directors later and favorite films later. Mm, cool. And it actually remind me how on the Dark Knight series, well specifically the one with Heath Ledger, the Dark Knight, how between each take, they're all laughing and joking the entire time, mm -hmm. even with these 
amazingly intense scenes. So it only it illustrates the professionalism, but also how important that culture and that camaraderie of the whole t- you guys are becoming a family absolutely like, like we see every time a, a tv ser- series like game of thrones ends everyone's crying at the end or at the end of a movie it's like a huge like come oh, yeah. together hug it out moment mm-hmm. i always say it's a group project for life is what oh, we signed up for nice. it's always a group project so except finally everybody wants to be in on it thank you, <laughs> you know? right so it's just like the school project but everyone wants to be Everyone wants to hold their own weight in the project. I love projects like that. Yeah, that's excellent. And then also, it's it's totally a baby, and it reflects everyone that's involved. As small, there are no small roles. Like as you could be a contribution for only so few hours, but you're you're you take a part in shaping that film. It is it is it has everything to do with the team, the team spirit. Love team spirit. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about something very fun, Aaron top five movies of all time from a filmmaker. Okay, cool. Wow. Whew. So the concept of this too, right, is mm-hmm. that if you just on a gut level don't ever think it, what are the top five things that come to mind? Those are the movies you should be making. Love that. So I would say Monster, Ooh, Memento, nice. The Prestige, Fight Club. Ooh. That one will always make my top five. Oof, I only have one left. No! Um, I like what we just talked about this i know it's a show i used to I would, no <laughs> that can't you hang on kara's got a lot to say about muffy um i would say mm, it's a get out if we're going with films mm, get, get out. out no doubt mm-hmm. okay. no doubt that film shakes me I, it is gut-wrenching yes i love that movie so much when you talk about like the writer and the director like he wrote and directed that i've I watched it and then I went and read the script, which I highly encourage like mm. upcoming filmmakers to be reading scripts because you, you'll feel like you're watching a movie, even if it's a movie you've already seen. When I read Fight Club, I learned new things from it, but get out reading that script. I've never felt that way. And the wow. fact that it was on paper that way is just like a, a testament to his genius, Jordan. So just out of curiosity, how do you find these scripts? Online. There's so many online. And they release them? They're f- Dot .pdf, yep. Or also, I'm lucky, like, I live in New York in the way that I can, sometimes you pass a street corner and they have screen plays, like physical ones. That's what I started reading. But, yeah, there's so many online. You just Google your favorite script. I can't think of any of the top films. I'm really terrible with remembering titles to things, to be t- quite honest. <laughs> so I couldn't name a website right now, but there's a lot, and they're just downloadable PDFs. They're usually they're never going to be a first version, you know. They're going right. to be what after the movie's been released, they're going to they're going to show. But you should you should be reading a script that you like a film that you really love. Read it because if it's not there on paper, it's not going to show up in the Ooh. film. It's got to start there. So Get Out is the absolutely most brilliantly written film I've ever ever read, seen anything. Like when I remember, I, I, like in the seat watching that film, I was like, oh well, this is. This is the this is the anything I'd ever give. Like, of course, it's Oscar winning. Like, this is the most brilliant thing I've ever read in my life. Movies like that, you can tell the ending is inevitable, but you still are curious to see what's going to happen. Did you hear that he had a different ending and changed it? I did not. He had a different ending where um, he was actually arrested. Mm-hmm. But due to the climate, 2015, I think it was. Yeah. They he changed it. Yeah. Was, I think Jordan Peele has like the his such an incredible mind for being comedic and dark and say a point like it, you can see it in all the sketch comedy too. It's like 
he has such an ability to bring you, like he can play with you on that edge of discomfort, such an incredible way, um, but then lightens it up instead that um, like at the end, he just rewrote the ending because he's like, I don't think the world can handle that, even though yeah. it's honest, like and I don't I, think we're ready. I think that's probably my favorite thing about being an Aquarian is having that dark sense of humor yeah. and being able to really build up the tension and then release it whenever I feel like it's, it's just a lot of fun. And it actually reminds me, in a great segue to Kara, who's mm. going to give us our top five TV shows, it actually <laughs> reminds me of Black Mirror, the show on mm. Netflix, because that's also created by a comedian. So you see comedians being able to step into that horror genre and just really mess with people's minds. Oh, yeah. Kara's a comedian, too. <laughs> She's an improv artist. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so wait, is she gonna be a actress in one of your films? Oh, uh, I mean, I will say that acting is definitely something I'm interested in. And when I, I, I realize that when I'm watching a movie or a TV show, what I'm most drawn to out of all the amazing elements is the acting. Nice. The acting really draws me in. So um, I want to finish up some of the improv courses, but I've definitely um, been interested in taking acting classes. I don't know if I would ever be uh, on par with the. Uh, talent and skill that Erin employs for uh, her projects, but would be so honored if I ever reached that point to be considered. But acting is not something I've really uh, dabbled in too much, but it's something I'm, I've definitely appreciated and I'm interested in, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So then top five TV shows. Top five TV shows, okay. Scoot in a little closer to me. Oh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, top five uh, favorite TV shows. So. Yeah, whenever anyone asks me this question for movies, I it's like my brain gets wiped and I'm like, have I ever seen a movie? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Every <laughs> single pressure, time. Pressure. Oh. Yeah. Like we, we all had to think about, okay, like, what's in the top five? Mm -hmm. But yeah. I, I definitely watch more TV than movies. Um, so these two TV shows are just like core TV shows for me that I'll always love. Veronica Mars and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which if anyone knows me is absolutely no surprise. Mm -hmm. um, they're just, yeah, stories about just really, um, I don't want to say strong women because that's kind of a trope, but I would just say badass women, badass that's, women yeah. who show that through all of life's adversities, like you can still fight for what you believe in and fight for good over evil. Um, and that's really inspiring. And I, I'll leave it there because I could talk about those shows all day. Um, so Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm a Virgo, yes. Um, yeah, so uh, love the and and there. I mean, Buffy came before Veronica Mars. I watched Veronica Mars before Buffy, but oh. um, but they're very like um, in the cultural zeitgeist, I guess you could say. I don't know. Like they're <laughs> yeah. very closely connected. Um, yeah, true. And then other shows that are coming to mind right now, um, like current, more current shows that that I just really appreciate and love are um, Being Mary Jane is one of my favorite shows, um, starring Gabrielle Union. Um, it shows her, her career and love life over several years. Um, she is a, is a famous uh, news broadcaster, which I grew up in the TV studio in our middle school and high school, so I was like, oh, cool to see you know a show about someone who's broadcasting news. Um, and it's just like, a, again, the acting is just incredible in that show. And her best friend's name is Kara with a K in that show. So uh, I'm like, love that. <laughs> yeah. Done. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, other shows, One Day at a Time, the reboot of One Day at a Time, mm -hmm. starring Justina Machado, um, is just brilliant. Um, they just ha discuss so many topics on that show. And like, it's about, it's like a, I think it's, um, yeah, it's a multicam sitcom, kind of. Um, so like, 
kind of that style that we don't necessarily see as much anymore on TV shows. But and it's like Friends for anybody mm-hmm. at home. It's like oh yeah, Friends and multi styles. Yeah, uh, multicam sitcom. So yeah, okay. like when you're you're in their apartment, it's like you see the one view. It's like this is the angle of the apartment. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but they just it's it's about a close knit family who really talks about a lot of issues, and it's really cool to see some of these conversations on TV today, like what it means to be non-binary. Like I, I mean, right. I haven't seen all the shows out there, but like I haven't seen another show where they're like really having a conversation about that. Um, as one example. And then I also love, um, oh, what was the other one I was going to say? Um, it's always tough on the number five. I know. Because you're like, that's the last one. Yeah, but it means you in. have to eliminate everyone else just for I that I guess one I'll spot. say Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That wasn't what I was going to say, but Go with your Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is a phenomenal show. Um, it's a musical TV show, which isn't always everyone's... Um, cup of tea? Cup of tea, Or brand yeah. of vodka? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love singing and dancing, so I'm here for that. Um, nice. And that is a show um, that is an incredible exploration of mental health and mm. one woman's journey through mental health and really like discovering herself and, yeah. and being okay with who she is. And it's an incredible show. The musical numbers are just like out of this world fantastic. Excellent. So highly recommend for anyone that likes musical TV. <laughs> so are we, I mean, should we expect a musical from Kara in the future? I mean. Yeah, I watched her <laughs> musical when I, as soon as I got home from like. Oh yeah. From, like last oh. year. I, I, yeah. I literally touched down from Korea, drove from LA. The first thing I saw was her in a musical. Wait, drove and from LA? Yeah, I lived there previously, so I drove my car back and it was ah. Halloween and I saw here. This is just such a nice Buffy story. Buffy the Vampire. Yeah. Nice. It was literally the first, it was the very first thing I did. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she like called me a couple days before um, that she was gonna be back in the area and I was like, this is so last minute, I just want you to know that like I'm in this musical if you wanna come, but obviously no pressure. Um, but I was like to extend the invitation and I didn't know that she was coming. And so I didn't see her until afterward in the lobby and I totally lost my shit. Like I just went wild. That was a great (laughs) moment. It was really special that you came. So thank you. It was excellent. So yes, they have been in her past and future. I imagine. Excellent. (laughs) Very excited to see that. And then for our young aspiring filmmakers Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. what films and or TV shows should they be watching to learn the craft? That's excellent. I want to give a special shout out to Barry. Hi, Barry. <laughs> the show, the show, Barry. Oh, the oh. show, Barry. I was and like, Barry? I actually, yeah, I just watched I that. Fun. That's awesome. I have this fun little anecdote. Actually, I was on set with Bill Hader when he found out that he got greenlit, but he couldn't tell us Wait, what. You can't just. He was working. <laughs> I was working, and we were just we were working on something totally else. But he like had just gotten this amazing news and lit up and was so excited. And he said, "I can't tell you anything, but Henry Winkler's involved." And I was like, "Oh, we love Henry Winkler." Blah, blah, blah. The Fonz. Yeah, and years later, I, it occurred to me I'm watching Barry for like the fifteenth time, and I'm like, "Oh, that was the show that he was excited <laughs> about because he wrote and directed that show. Oh my God. That's nice. his baby. I love that show because it's got the dichotomy of like I love things that have two meanings." And obviously everything that he has to say or just the fact that he's towing that everybody thinks he's such a nice guy, but he's an assassin oh. and it's comedic and it's dark. Fucking love that show. Uh, I should have checked with you about cursing. I curse so oh, much. I, I don't cursed. know if that's okay, yeah. but whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we can PG. edit it out. Yeah. People, okay. <laughs> so no. <laughs> oh, so Barry. Okay. So to learn the craft, I think it's a brilliantly shot show because like I love what they're doing cinematically in that show. I love what they're doing thematically in that show. Um, I would say Barry. Barry's my strongest recommendation mm. to learn to learn the craft. 
Anything you're interested in is the answer. Mm. If it speaks to you, I have this whispers theory that if not, my whispers are not going to be your whispers and your whispers. So if I say something inspires me or if you, if you think in your mind like, oh, that would be so cool if only I could ever do that. And it's like, oh, but no, I have to say that in a safe space because only really, really, really talented people or only really, like people that are really good at that can do that. It's like, no, not everyone has that in their ear. Follow that. You're interested. Go do it. Like You have a duty to investigate it. So I would say whatever film you should just like read, even if you're disinterested in a book, my men, one of my college mentors told me this, like if you're reading a book and you're not interested, put it down and go pick up something else. Just keep reading, you know, don't worry mm -hmm. about like, oh, I have this commitment to this book. Like mm -hmm. just keep digesting the information that's relevant to you and it will color your perspective and that's beautiful in and of itself. So just keep watching, keep reading, whatever speaks to you, you'll, you'll continue to make your craft. It's true. Trust your intuition, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I guess I would say for that, um, probably what you just said, but also like um, what comes to mind is like I'm, I'm definitely drawn to, I mean, I, I love a variety of you know, TV shows and things, but I'm definitely drawn to uh, media that represents or is created by people that haven't necessarily always been in the mainstream of what is you know being created out there in the world absolutely so, yeah um yeah so um <laughs> it's actually funny if i may say something about barry i love barry i love the tv show um but like one thing that like i'm kind of like ooh, like love the show but at the coming. same time it's like about a white man who is a murderer and that's okay and that's like it's obviously way deeper than that and maybe maybe it won't be okay in no the but end, i like but, i like your taste yeah keep going. but i'm kind of just like you know can can like the show but i'm also like ooh, like a little struggling with like that representation of like a murderous white man who so far love. is getting a pass yeah yeah dexter's um, my other. i was about to say mm. it sounds a lot like dexter mm -hmm. and dexter used to be in my top five films i would pick four films in dexter it's funny mm. it's so interesting mm -hmm. i w wasn't thinking about it through that lens when i watched dexter because that was a while ago but yeah um anyway that was an aside but, no i like <laughs> but important yeah but yeah. um thank you but i just yeah i just um i would encourage people to seek out and support media that represents them, that represents their stories, um, that can help inspire them to, to share their own stories as well, um, or create something totally new that we haven't seen before. Exactly, that, I was gonna say that, especially mm -hmm. take lead off you guys and just create what you wanna see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If it's not too far gone, mm -hmm. a murderous woman, my monster, if I could mm -hmm. asterisk I, that one. I saw that in the theaters, that was riveting. Incredible. Yeah. 2003, Patty Jenkins wrote and directed that. That was like her thesis. I learned a lot from this film. Just study your heroes. If you find somebody interesting, just find out everything about them. Find out who influences them. Then go find out about those influences. See if any of those speak to you. I love that. Modeling success completely. Cool. Yeah. And uh, so Patty Jenkins, one of my heroes, fortunately got to work with her as well, actually. <gasps> very cool. Wow. Very, very cool. You're just name but dropping all of them. I'm doing it. No. I'm just like, I need to hear all these stories. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't like it. I just remember that like people, I forget because it's really not, I don't appreciate it when it happens in mm. like the working world. But if it happens, it's like my loved ones want to know or if it's like, oh, it's really cool. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm happy for you. You know, it's different. I'm shy. Feeling I shy. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, so she's a hero of mine and um, she wrote and directed that film. Oscar nominated, Oscar winning, mm -hmm. Charlize Theron. Then, Her transformation, get another, that was... Right? 
Seven years later, she's directing episodes of Arrested Development. Mm. She made an incredible film and had an Oscar-winning actress. She directed that performance. Like, yes, Charlize Theron, incredible. She directed that performance, didn't get another job until it was Arrested Development episode seven years later. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what, like, why, why yeah. do you think that that's, happened? I'm sorry, that's all she did in the meantime until... I mean, creative differences, she was a part of other projects that, like, I, I actually learned a lot from her... I, I worked on this roundtable. I'd recommend going and watching it right now. It was a roundtable of these directors having a conversation <gasps> about their work. Oh, I definitely want to the see it. The Hollywood that. Reporter, yeah. And okay. Guillermo del Toro said, <gasps> yeah, he's involved. Guillermo. Go on YouTube right now and watch it. It's all there. So he said, a baby tiger always grows into a tiger. If you're saying one thing and I'm saying another, we're always going to be saying that difference. Maybe that's just, we're just not seeing eye to eye and respect to you, we shouldn't work together. So she had a project that she would have diagnosed like that. She would have, she described it that way. And, uh, and then for just many years, no, I just can't believe it because like whiplash happens and people throw money at him to make like Damien Chazelle. Is that his last name? Did I make that up? Oh my God. So they give him all the, this young white kid, all male, all the money in the world after he made Whiplash to make, um, what was the next one? The musical. Mm. The name, I'm bad with titles. <laughs> it's um, the film, the LA film, the musical. Oh. Uh, with Emma once upon Stone. A oh, La La Land. La La, La, La Land. Land, there we go. So he makes Whiplash, his next film is La La Land. No one gave that money and opportunity to Patty Jenkins in mm. 2003. That's, that's the response the world should have had, was like, you're brilliant, you have amazing ideas. I'll fund anything of yours. But she had a freaking struggle. And then her next greatest success was Wonder Woman, which I appreciate. Oh, I love that film. Well, like, that's, I, to your point about representation, mm -hmm. like, she's got a thousand, a million incredible ideas, but the access is not there in the same way. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So thanks for having two female filmmakers on your show. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm <laughs> learning a lot. So thank you for joining me. So with our two brilliant, are we good? If you're looking at Kara, the leave room, is that what you're saying? Or? Yeah, that's better. Great. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Yep. See, I love this. With our two brilliant <laughs> filmmakers, there's so many nuances in camera angles. So I learned a lot just by being in their presence today. So a lot of fun. So could you let our viewers, who are also probably aspiring filmmakers, even if it you know, will help them post better content on social media, getting the angles, getting the lighting, you know, figuring out the best way to use the space and to make it really pop, but also keep the person who's supposed to be in focus in focus is a big deal. Mm -hmm. My first thought to this is that I've just always been a very visual person. I lead with my visual concepts first. Mm -hmm. I think they express, I, I am better expressed visually than I am with my mouth words. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I, I blame that on, I'm, I'm a Pisces. I'm also a Pisces Mercury, so I can be quite flowery and illustrative to make my point. So I'm so happy to have found a home in film, which allows me to be as deliberate as possible when yeah. I'm trying to make a point or say something. It's like an opportunity for all of that. So I think that when it comes to uh, the best note I ever got, I was shooting this like concert series and the director to all of us as camera people said, um, show me what you find interesting. Like you're interesting people. You just pick like, show me, show me what you see. And that changed everything for me where it's like if you, you can just so visually express yourself by if you find if you find something interesting but I think practicing also the more you practice the more you see it in your life when you're not practicing mm. and that in and of itself is like a subconscious practice which is really exciting there's basic composition rules 
that exists in terms of rule of thirds, balance, you know, just general composition considerations that I was so fortunate our high school had classes about. Mm. When I was in ninth grade, I was learning about that in like a photography class and then also in drove film class. But shout out to Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and um, <laughs> and so there are basic rules, but the rules are intended to be broken, right? So you right. learn about them, use them at your disposal. Um, that's what those grid lines are on Instagram when you're making a post. They show you like the hash. It looks like a hashtag. They're composition lines. It says everything that interesting is happening on those lines or where they intersect. So that's a good place to put balance and structure. And when you just kind of practice that, you start to see it in your waking life nice. without a camera yeah. and you just see things that are interesting in framing composition. So I guess you could, you could start there and then know that you're not in a box, like just learn about it so you can use it. You know, I think one thing too, when people are like, this is incomplete and they try to add something, no, take something away first. Like maybe there's too much going on. Is there something you can remove and minimize? to make a stronger point with what you have to say. It's true, because we're easily distracted as human beings. So when you alleviate any type of distractions, you've got more focus on the content. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Well, can you remind me what the question was one more time? So essentially, <laughs> any you know production nuances, mm -hmm. and especially mm -hmm. with your expertise mm -hmm. in television, which yeah. is a completely different, like you said, machine, because just like you got to keep cranking it out, yeah. and you set the formula, and then kind of put it on repeat, right? So. Each, each project's different. From my, from my experience, I work on an educational TV show. So the format of that show is fairly consistent across the episodes. So we have a, a format that we typically do for our formal interviews and, and, our, and our different scenes that we're filming. Um, and I actually haven't really created a personal project, I think, since college, which was over five years ago, which is kind of scary. But, um, but I I, I'm thinking about you know, how I can explore my creative mind a little more moving forward because I do feel like I have a strong eye for what looks good. Mm. Um, but for more of the production side, which is, um, I mean, creativity is part of my job too, but um, there's just, as a producer, there's just so much you have to think about. So if, if producing is something that you're interested in, really my best advice would be to, um, my best friend has been flags on my um, Outlook email app. <laughs> flagging things and making to-do lists like there's yeah. so many moving parts like that you need to remember so um, lists are a fantastic friend for you if you have a lot to get done um, but in terms of the production I think the main thing is just I always just want to make sure that everyone is happy and that they know what the objective is so you know you before I go out and shoot so I travel all over the country and sometimes internationally for my for my TV show so nice. you know you have to if we're filming with you know different crews in different cities you know you've got to connect with them ahead of time make sure everyone's on the same page and it's so fun when you're actually on the set like I love being on set that's my favorite part um, because you get to like really collaborate with people and it's so fun to like meet great uh, DPs directors of photography all over um, and build up your network that way but um, there's just there's just so much that goes in producing. I'm like, what should I what should I talk about? Yeah. But, um, How about where did you yeah. find? Do you mind me? No, 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 go go go. Where did you find that you got the most experience or like your earliest experience? Mm. Maybe that'll help. Oh, that's a great question. I mean, thinking back, I produced my first 
TV show in sixth grade. Whoa. I started a, <laughs> so I started, I think, I forget true. what it was called, but I remember I would go around and interview different teachers about like their extracurricular activities that they were doing in the school. So like I remember I interviewed a science teacher who was the cheerleading coach, or I interviewed, I don't know, a teacher that was like helping out with the science fair or something like that. Um, so I mean, I've been doing this since middle school, I guess. And um, then another friend of ours, Brittany and I, had our own TV show that we did in eighth grade because we had a great morning news program in middle school and high school, which wow. we're so, Very so grateful so for. So lucky. Really incredible Suburb resources. Kids. Yeah. Space. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. But no, but like but cool every day grader. in sixth grade, I love that. we had a morning show every day starting in sixth grade. Like, I don't know many other middle schools that have that yeah, um, opportunity. Yeah, so that, 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 I guess, is my earliest experience. But at my current job, I kind of worked my way up from transcriptionist, which is the person that types up everything that, on the footage that comes in. Okay. And I was like, oh, like I'm interested in, in doing more. And um, some coworkers of mine saw the potential in me to do more and, and really helped me advance that way. Um, and then I became the associate producer. So then I was assisting all the other producers of, of our several educational shows. Wow. Um, and then ultimately, for, for, for different reasons, got promoted to producer of, of the Outer Space Show, which is, which is my current gig. Um, but it's just learn, learning from people that are doing what you want to do. Like the, the producer of that show before me was incredible in letting me tag along and just shadow. Um, but honestly, like I think I've always had an instinct for organization and... Um, making sure that we ha- that we have a finished product that that looks nice. So when I'm on set, you know, I'm making sure that we're on schedule, that everyone has what they need, but I'm also working with the DP and telling them, "Oh, I'd like to change the angle this way or I think this would look nicer and we're collaborating in that way." Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I have a follow-up question. Yeah, sure. please. How did you vo- vocalize your interest as you moved from transcriptionist to now producer? That's a good question. Ooh, great so question. I started four and a half years ago at this at this job. Um, I think I just kind of said, "Hey, <laughs> his name was also Bill at the time." I was like, "Hey, Bill, like maybe I could, you know, listen in on some of the phone calls that you're having as a, as an associate producer when you're reaching out to people to to let them know about our show and see if you want to be on our program." So I started in by listening in on his calls, um, learning from how he was, you know, making those outreach calls. Um, I got assigned to do very rough like very rough uh, timeline edits, like super basic stuff in Avid. Um, but <laughs> while I was doing that, I would notice like errors in the in the videos. And you know me, <laughs> I've got to let people know what's up. Attention so. to detail is important. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's why you want to work with her. So yeah, I would like watch this and then send back, or they asked me maybe to like look for mistakes and I sent back like a way larger list than they were expecting. Um, so they were like, oh, <laughs> I see what we're working with here. <laughs> yeah, know? cool. Um, so I think I kind of like showed that way. So honestly, like one of the editors at my job, I think saw the potential in me and actually really helped me advance and, and, and talked to my boss and said, hey, we're, we're interested in hiring actually like a kind of half assistant editor, half associate producer. And I think, you know, Kara would be great for this position. And I was like, I would love to do that. Honestly, I'm more interested in producing than editing. Um, and so as it turns out, I, I was able to more focus my job on producing. Um, so then, yeah, then became the AP for, for the shows and, um, eventually the, the producing position opened up for outer space. They needed someone to go out in the field and I was like, I'll, I'll do it. So nice. yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. 
So I wanted to thank you guys for joining us. We learned a lot, and I feel like we'll definitely have another show in the future just to go yeah, over more about film, so right? Yeah, that's so fun. So thank you. Appreciate this it. Chat. Thank you. Thanks for great. having us, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming to the screening. No worries, and thank you for inviting me. Being a part of my life. And hopefully not the last screening, right? Oh, no. Well, excuse me. Well, focus, focus group. group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when we're ready to screen it, I'd be curious to see how it changes and what you think. Absolutely. And if I could be You'll be there. part of the creative process at all, always pick my brain. You already are. Excellent. So thank you. Awesome.